Amen. Powerful, wonderful job, ladies. Oh, they could not. They did not open the tomb to let him out. They opened the tomb so we could see that he broke out. And they could not keep him in the grave. Take your Bible, if you would, please. Make your way to the 15th chapter of the book of 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 um, is probably the premier chapter in the scripture from the uh, word of God on the subject of the resurrection. It is Paul's great defense of the truth of the resurrection to the naysayers at the church at Corinth. Somewhere in your Bible near chapter 15, if it's a study Bible, you might find the words the resurrection of Christ. You may want to write the words, the primary defense of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Today, my goal is to be very simple. My goal is I've, I've asked the Holy Spirit of God to enable me to have power and clarity. My goal today is when you leave, that four points about the resurrection in you will stick with you, not only today, but as you make your way throughout the coming days. My prayer is that at the end of this message, you will be able to remember the four points. I've made them flow almost like a sentence-like structure. So when you think about the resurrection, these four things will just spring forward from your heart, out your mouth, be able to communicate and meditate upon God's word. I would draw your attention to verse number 12, if you would, please. We'll begin our reading there. And even if you are not uh, accustomed to being in church, or you are new or visiting or without the Lord, just listen to the word of God. I've asked the Holy Spirit of God that he would help give us all understanding today, and I trust that he will. Paul acknowledges that there's questions about the resurrection in verse number 12. Now, if or since Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen? And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain or empty? Your faith is also vain. Yea, and we, people like me, preachers of the gospel, are found false witnesses of God. Because we've testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, again he mentions this, then is not Christ raised? And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. And ye are yet, where class? <clears throat> In your sins. Then they also which are fallen asleep, these would be dead Christians. These would be believers that are in heaven. How many believe that you have a loved one or friend that was saved and they died and today they are with Jesus in heaven? Would you raise your hand? 
Wonderful, we believe that. By the way, does anybody in this room know Buddy Boyce Whitaker? That name, Buddy Boyce Whitaker, this morning went to see his precious Lord and Savior on Easter Sunday morning. Then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished or lost if Jesus did not rise from the dead. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most, what class? Miserable. I love verse number 20. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept or them that died. For since by man, that's man and woman, by mankind, for since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all, say those three words please, be made alive. Verse 23. But every man in his own order. Christ, the first fruits, afterward they that are Christ at his coming. Powerful, powerful defense of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Four things. I'll give you my four points, but don't leave. We learn from this passage in regard to the resurrection in you. Number one, the resurrection is real. Number two, it proves that Jesus is God. Number three, it means that you can be saved. And number four, it promises you will be resurrected too. Pastor, I don't even believe in God. Doesn't matter. Pastor, I've not accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Doesn't matter. Pastor, I'm just here at a simple invitation. I'm not really a Christian. Doesn't matter. Everybody that has ever been born of woman will be resurrected because Jesus was resurrected. Let me give them quicker to you so they start long in your mind. It's real. It proves Jesus is God. It means you can be saved, and it means you will be resurrected too. It's real. It proves that Jesus is God. It means you can be saved, and you will be resurrected too. It's real. It means Jesus is God. It means that you can be saved, and it means that you will be resurrected too. Join me in this song, if you would, please. It's real. It means that Jesus is God. It means that you can be saved, and it means that we will be resurrected too. You're not doing a very good job. Let's do it again. It's real. It means that Jesus is it means that you can be, and it means that you will be, one more time, you're getting better at this, right? It's real. It means that Jesus is God. It means you can be saved, and you will be resurrected too. Repetition aids memory, right? I'm going to say it till you're blue in the face. 
Come on, Pastor. You really believe that he died, he was buried, and you really believe that he rose again with my whole heart? Pastor, that's impossible. It's not impossible. Look, if you would, please, if you would, at verse number three of the chapter. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I received, how that Christ died for our sins, according to the scripture, that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. Yeah, but pastor, I, I, really, I really wasn't there, so I don't really know. But there were witnesses. Keep reading, please. Verse number five. And he was seen of Cephas, or Peter, then of the twelve. After that, he was seen of above five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain under this present when Paul was writing. Some are dead, he said, some are fallen asleep. Verse number seven. After that, he was seen of James, then of all the apostles, and last of all, he was seen of me also as of one born out of due time. Now, we in our society understand the power of a witness. A man commits a crime, a woman commits a crime. The last thing they want is a witness to that crime. Matter of the fact, some men and some women will go so far as to eliminate the life of a witness so that nobody can stand there and testify of what they have done. There may be no other proof other than somebody witnessed what has happened. Many of men and women have lost their life. Many of men and women have been imprisoned. Many of men and women have been set free. Many of jurisdictions have determined all about a witness. The resurrection has been questioned. It has been denied. I submit to you that that is a willingly denial, but there were eyewitnesses of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. How, pastor? Usually that's a question people ask. Matter of fact, if you look at verse number 35 of the same chapter, Paul acknowledges the question. But some man will say, how? How are the dead raised up? And with what body do they come? We understand that once the body dies, it begins the decay process. We understand whether that body is hurried into the decay process through the oven of cremation or whether it goes into the ground and begins a natural decay. The mind, the human mind says, explain to me something. You got a perfectly whole body. You put it in the ground. It comes to dust and dust. Or what about the fact that, that there's some type of annihilation to that body? How in the world is a body resurrected? You understand the principle if you keep reading. Look if you would at verse 36. Uh, thou fool, that which thou sowest is not quickened, except it die. He gives an illustration here in verse 37. And that which thou sowest, thou sowest not that body that shall be, but bare grain. It may chance of wheat or of some other grain, but God giveth it a body as it hath pleased him, and to every seed his own body. Look at verse 42. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. 
It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a what class? Spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. Look at verse 49, please. As we have borne the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Paul says, no, don't, don't tell me you don't understand how this happens. Uh, do I have anybody in the room that has a green thumb? You know what I mean by that? You have a green thumb? You have, you, you have a, I see a hand up there. Green thumb. Where's my wife? Is my wife in here? Please don't raise your hand. Um, my mother-in-law has the greenest thumb you've ever seen. My wife's thumb is Black Sabbath. Um, some of you give us flowers. You give us beautiful, um, what are those, orchids. And they look beautiful in our home and until they don't look beautiful in our home. Now, we don't, we don't have the heart to throw them in the garbage, so we have this process. You give us the orchid, I buy a flower for Beverly. She displays it, she watches it, she does the best she can. A few days later, that thing is headed straight for hell. I'm telling you, it's dying a horrible death. We then take that flower to her mother-in-law, my mother-in-law. My mother-in-law breathes into that flower, the breath of life. I walk over to my mother-in-law's house, and I'm like, I recognize that orchid. I recognize that plant. I recognize. It's a beautiful, beautiful place, right? So you understand sowing a seed, and up comes a flower. You don't sow what comes up. You sow the bare grain, and then what it comes up is different. You sow a seed, the seed must die inside the ground to be lifted up. That is exactly what the resurrection is. These old bodies are sown into the ground. They are sown in corruption. They are sown in mortality. They cannot go to heaven because of the sinfulness of humanity. But when we are resurrected, we are sown a natural body and we are raised a spiritual body. That's how the resurrection works. Well, pastor, if Jesus Christ really did rise from the dead, what is he doing today? Two things he's doing today. Number one, he's seeking you. The book of Luke says that he came to seek and to save that which was lost. Jesus Christ is alive. He wants everybody to know him. He wants everybody to be redeemed by his sacrifice. And he is actively seeking you to have a relationship with God. Second thing he's doing, once you've been saved, he's interceding for us at the throne of grace, which means, believer, Jesus Christ prays constantly for you. Amen. It's real. Well, pastor, I understand the resurrection, and I understand how, how we're going to be buried, and I understand how... how um, God is going to raise us up. But let me ask you a question. Who raised Jesus up? Good question. Let me tell you what Jesus said about that. Jesus said, I have power to lay down my life and I have power to take it up again. Now the father raised him, but he raised him of his own self as well. Which means, as Paul said in the book of Romans chapter 1 verse number 4, that Jesus is declared to be the son of God because of the resurrection of the dead. Let's just be real clear about this. I don't care what the world thinks about Jesus, but no other God has ever raised himself from the dead. You can go to every other man that is worshipped as a God 
and you will open up their tomb or their ash or their box, and there will be the ash of their body. You go to the borrowed tomb of the Lord Jesus. You were to spring through that door. That sucker is as empty as you can be. No other God has ever resurrected themselves from the dead. People curse the Lord Jesus. They deny him. They call him a good man. They call him a prophet. They deny his deity. They deny that he is God. But they must understand that it is the resurrection of Jesus Christ that declares him to be the Son of God. Pastor, if I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior, am I accepting the right God? My friend, there is no other God but Jesus Christ. Third, it means you can be saved. Look at verse number 21, 22. For since by man came death, speaking of physical death and spiritual death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. Now listen to this. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Right? So this part about the resurrection, the reality of the resurrection has everything to do with your salvation. Look at verse number 17. If Christ be not raised, your if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain and ye are yet in your sins. Why did Jesus Christ come? He came to die for our sin, he came to be buried for our sin, and he came to rise again for our life. Let me give you a biblical illustration of this that I think is beautiful. Hold your hand here, go to Romans chapter 5. You will not miss the whole theme or premise of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You will not miss the connection between Adam, Jesus, and you in this passage. Romans chapter 5 is powerful, it is personal, it is everything that we need for understanding. Look, if you would, please, at verse number 12. Romans chapter 5, verse number 12. Wherefore, as by one man, sin entered into the world. Church, who was that one man? Adam. Now watch this. And death by sin. When God created Adam, there was no sin upon the earth. There was no death upon the earth. Adam chose to sin against God. Adam is the federal head of the human race. We got many nations in here. We got many colors in here. We got many cultures in here. We all go back to Adam. Okay? Adam as the federal head of the human race. As your great, 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 great grandfather led humanity into sin. When Adam transgressed against God, sin came into the world. When sin came into the world, sin brought death. It brought physical death. It brought spiritual death. Finish the verse. Wherefore, as by one man, sin entered into the world, 
and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have what class? Okay, sometimes I meet some people and they'll say, I'll ask them, Would you, could you acknowledge you're a sinner? No, pastor, I'm not a sinner. Then I ask them, are you going to live forever? No. Do you know when you're going to die? No. But do you believe that there's coming a day when you will die? Yes. Well, the fact that you will face physical death is evidence that we are sinners. When sin came in, it brought death to all people. We all know this. Life could end at any time. We're not going to live to be 200. Sometime in there, we will pass through the portal of death. Why? Because every man and every woman, I don't care where in the world you were born or what nation you belong to, what color you are, what culture you have, or what belief you have, the Bible says that all men are born sinners. Okay? Watch how this links together. You're in the same chapter, right? Look, if you would, please, at verse number 17. Romans chapter 5. For if or since by one man's offense death reigned by one, we know that because of Adam's sin, death reigned upon all of us through one man, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, say his name, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so the righteousness of one, that free, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Moreover, that law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. That as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. If you believe that, say amen. All right, the resurrection is real. It proves that Jesus is God. He's the only God, the true and living God that ever rose from the dead of his own power raised by his father. It means that you and I can be saved from our sin. Adam took us into trouble. Jesus takes us out. Pastor, I don't need Jesus to help take me out of trouble. I can take care of myself. Hmm. When you read the Bible... The Bible nowhere in here tells us that any of us can take care of our sin by ourselves. We need the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Okay? By the way, look if you would in Romans chapter 5, verse number 10. Very, very important. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life, his death on the cross paid for our sin, but it is the resurrection of Jesus that enables us to live. It makes perfect sense when you think about this. A dead Jesus cannot save you. 
He's dead. But he was dead for three days. And then up from the grave he arose. And he is alive. And anyone that comes to him by faith and acknowledges him as the Lord, as the Lord, and believes upon his death, burial, and resurrection, in that moment, Jesus Christ can save you from your sin. He can bring to you eternal life. He will bring to you peace with God. Adam took us into trouble. Jesus takes us out of trouble. Adam took us into sin. Jesus takes us out of sin. I don't want to believe in the Adamic race as far as humanity to care for me. I want to believe in the God-man of the Lord Jesus Christ. Number four, and we're done. It means that you will be resurrected too. Pastor, I don't know about that. Jesus talked about it in the book of John. I'll just read it to you. Jesus said that all of humanity will be re resurrected. He said, marvel not at this, for the hour is coming in the which all that are in the graves shall hear his voice and shall come forth they that have done good under the resurrection of life and they that have done evil under the resurrection of damnation. Now, let me explain this to you so you don't leave here discouraged, but leave here encouraged. The Bible says that there will be a day that every person ever born will have to stand before God. We will all give an account of ourselves to God. The Bible says that that will happen in two different arenas. That will happen for those people that have accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, and that will happen to those people that have not accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Those that have accepted the Lord Jesus as their Lord and Savior, we have received eternal life. We were dead in our sin. We believe that Jesus died for our sin. He was buried for our sin. We believe that he resurrected for our life. We have asked him into our heart. We've acknowledged him as Lord. We've confessed ourselves a sinner. We're not trusting our good deeds. We're not trusting church membership. We're not trusting how much money. We're simply saved by faith in the Lord Jesus. If that's you, say amen. We will stand before the Lord and have to give an account of how we serve the Lord. The Bible speaks about another group of folks that have denied the Lord Jesus or not accepted the Lord or not reckoned his resurrection in their life. And they will have to stand before the Lord and have to give an account for the sin of our lives. My dear friend, you live in a day of grace. You live in a day-to-day -day where you are hearing about the salvation of God. You are living in a day-to-day -day where you can meet Jesus humbly, and you can meet him personally. You can meet him in grace and in mercy. But you don't want to meet the Lord after you've died and been resurrected and meet him as your judge. You would much rather meet him as your Savior. So let me ask you a question. Answer it in your mind and we'll be done. When you die, a couple questions. Are you going to be buried or are you going to be cremated? Once you've been cremated or once you've been buried, once you die, you will go to be one of two places, with the Lord or without the Lord. And there will come a day when your body will be resurrected out of that jar resurrected out of that sea, resurrected out of that ash of the ground, resurrected out of that box? Will you meet the Lord 
unto life everlasting? Or will you meet the Lord in a day of judgment? Well, Pastor, nobody can know that for sure, my friend. This whole Bible tells you that you can know that for sure. And watch this. If you know for sure you're going to meet him as your Lord and Savior, would you say amen? amen. This is what Jesus did for you. The resurrection is real. It proves that he is God. It means that you can be saved from your sin and have heaven as your home. And it also proves that you're going to be resurrected too one day. Jesus Christ is seeking you today if you've never accepted him. He wants a relationship with you so bad that he died for you. So excited to meet you that he rose from the grave for you. I trust that you have received him in your heart. Would you pray with me, please? Heavenly Father, four simple statements about the resurrection in me. It's real. It happened. It's real and it happened and it proves that Jesus is God. Because he's a loving God and he died on the cross and was buried and resurrected, it means that I can be saved. I can have salvation from my sin. I can have no heaven as my home. I can have peace with God. But it also promises that I'll, I'll rise too. He's the first fruits and in every man in their order. In their order. Lord, many of the people today have already believed upon you. They've cried out and they've asked you, called upon you as their Lord and Savior. But there might be somebody today and it finally clicked with them. They understand that Adam brought sin into the world. They understand that they are a sinner. They understand they've transgressed against God's word. But they understand and see what Jesus has done to provide salvation and forgiveness for our sin. Not the church, not Tom, not any denomination. What Jesus has done, and seated there this morning on this Easter Sunday, they want to be saved. They want to receive Jesus and accept him as their Lord and Savior. I pray, Holy Spirit of God, that you would tug on the heart that would desire that. With heads bowed and eyes closed, nobody looking, just the piano playing softly. You're here today, and it clicked with you today. It's real, Pastor. You're right. Nobody else has ever raised himself from the dead. Jesus is God. I see that he died for my sin. I see that he was buried. I see that he rose again. I see that in Adam all die, but in Christ all shall be made alive. I need to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I need to receive him into my heart. I need to give him my life. I'm going to be resurrected too one day. I don't want to meet him not knowing him. If that's you today, right where you sit, you can pray. You can call upon the name of the Lord. And you can accept him as your Lord and Savior. No fanfare. No church membership. No anything but you and God. Pastor, I would love to do that. How do I do that? 
Do you believe you're a sinner? You believe that you cannot save yourself? You believe that Jesus is God? You believe that he died, that he was buried, and he rose again? If you believe those things, then all you need to do is call upon him by faith. Well, how do I do that? You pray. I can lead you in a prayer. My prayer doesn't save you. Your prayer doesn't save you. Your faith saves you, but it's the way of acknowledging our faith in God. What would I say? Well, you would pray something like this. If you'd like to be saved and accept the Lord with all honesty, then in your heart you would say, Dear God, I know I'm a sinner, but I know that Jesus is the Savior. I believe today, God, that he died for me, he was buried for me, and I believe he rose again. And the best I know how, Lord Jesus, I accept you today. I accept you as Lord of my life. I ask you to come into my heart. I ask you to forgive me of my sin. I ask you to save me. And when I die, I ask you to take me to heaven. And then you would say something like, thank you, God, for allowing me to hear the truth. Thank you, God, for saving me. And then you would say something like, in Jesus' name, I've made my prayer. And then you would say, amen, with heads bowed and eyes closed. Pastor won't do anything but say, praise the Lord. You're seated out there. And in the quietness of your heart right there, you prayed today that prayer in faith to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I wish if you would do that, if you've done that, that you would be willing to lift your hand and just let me see it and let God see it to say, Pastor, I prayed that prayer today to accept Christ as my Savior. Don't embarrass me. Don't call my name, but here's my hand. If you did that, would you lift your hand at this time? Just let Pastor see it. God bless you. I see that hand. Somewhat. God bless you. I see that hand to my left, down front. Yes. Anybody else? Christian, I want you to leave here today with Easter hope. He's interceding for you. He's praying for you. He's cheering for you. He's for you. He's alive. He's alive. He's alive. And he's your God. Oh, man. Behold him today as you leave. Heavenly Father, thank you so much. Thank you for the hands that were raised as folks that have received you, prayed and asked you into their heart. Lord Jesus, I know that you entered in there by faith and redeemed them, and I give you glory for that. I pray, Lord, that you would bless our Easter day now. I pray as we leave here that the joy of the Lord goes with us. I pray, I pray that as believers, we know that you're ever interceding and praying for us and there for us in all of our problems. You will help us. I trust, God, that we will be a light to our friends and our neighbors and our loved ones. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for our good day today. In Jesus' name, amen. little test just to make sure. Four things about the resurrection. It's real. It proves that Jesus is God. It means that you can be saved. And you will be resurrected too. One time and only one time. Here we go. One, two, three. It's real. It proves that Jesus, it means, and it promises you will be resurrected too. Amen.
Stand if you would. Hallelujah. Christ arose. One verse of 357 to be dismissed on. Happy Resurrection Sunday. See you back Wednesday night.